All right, another episode here of Spotlight Florida, the only podcast focused on Florida's top athletes, uh, premier talent, entrepreneurs, and all-around cool people. And on this episode, we have photographer Jake Smith. What's up, Jake? How's it going? Hey, Kurt. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, dude. Uh, happy to be back in the Sunshine State. Uh, it was a long year out, out of here, but I'm, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, welcome back. You know, I mean, North Carolina is nice, but uh, you can't really beat Florida. And you're in Tampa, right? Yeah, St. Pete. So, like, well, you can drive two two miles, and I'm on the go- or in the bay at least, looking at the ocean, and it's nice. <laughs> I can't I can't uh, nice. beat it. Yeah, you can't complain about that. Exactly. Um, for everyone listening now, why don't you go ahead and pause this and make sure to check out Jake Smith on Instagram. It's at Bearded Lens Photo. Got a bunch of good uh, uh, pictures and stuff on there. You can you know, see a little bit more about him. Um, so why don't you start us off telling us about yourself, where you're from and how old are you and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, if you guys first, if you do go to my Instagram, you will see a, a wide variety of content. Um, and I'll go into that talking about my, you know, the way I've gone through photography and the way I view it. But yeah, um, Jake Smith, I am 24 years old. Birthday was just last month. Uh, grew up here in Orlando, Florida. Um, I met Kurt here down at Florida Gulf Coast, always were kind of just friends, uh, mutual acquaintances, whenever we saw each other at a bar, we always said, what's up? I don't know, just always had a pretty laid-back friendship, yep. relationship kind of thing going. Drinking and, buddies. <laughs> um, drinking buddies, always would talk talk football, talk sports whenever things were around. Um, I saw he was getting into the podcast game, so I you know, reached out, and I, was, I did one for a little bit myself, and now I'm a producer for one with my full-time job. So that is... Uh, kind of cool to, to be on the other side of it for once yeah man Fun. let's uh let's start off with that uh, talk about what you got going on right now uh for your job and stuff yeah so well yeah right now i started as a photographer back in high school so when i picked up a camera and i always loved it um i always was trying to create something fun and unique to me i didn't really you know I would try to be as technical as I could. That's one thing I do pride myself on. And then I kind of just evolved it, went to school, um, decided not to use my degree, and I was tired of serving and bartending. So I started looking for a, a new job, and I landed something as a content editor and social media producer for a uh, – I call him a business professional. So who his name is Paul Goff, if you guys want to look him up, um, at Z-P-A-U-L-G-O-U-G-H, but it's pronounced Goff like Jared Goff. Um, he is a kind of like a Gary V for physical therapists is the best way to put it. He helps them maximize their practice and um, go to a cash-based system. And he has, he's a kind of like a, also a consultant. He is coaching and helps people, you know, just run their business and be successful so they can try to step away and let their business just make money for them. And he was really lacking in the content field. The uh, the social media and distribution, they had so much filmed, but he the, the business blew up faster than he thought it would. So they have all this backlog footage, and then everything's still new and fresh daily. And uh, he has new events coming up, you know, almost every month. He has either a planning event or a mastermind, or we fly out somewhere to go to a clinic visit. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It's real fast-paced. I've been here for two months now. I have already... Uh, <clears throat> already been to Nashville within my first two weeks before I left to Nashville for a mastermind event. And it's just fun. It's, it's a more professional side to the business that I never thought I was going to get into when I first started being a photographer. And I never thought I'd be into videography and then like trying to learn how to manipulate social media. But it's a, it's a really good challenge. It's a lot of fun. And I, I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes. Yeah, man, it's awesome. Sounds like you get to be uh, creative, you know, in your full-time job. Obviously, 
with your background in photography. Um, seem to be really good at that kind of stuff, and it seems like you're really liking it. Hey, and if you can go to Nashville right away, that's sick because Nashville is a cool town. Nashville is nuts, and everyone that I work with is British, so they're okay. all just like – they all like to have fun and drink, and that's the Nashville is the right place to do it. So I was in good company. Um, it's kind of it was a lot of fun just being able to meet people in a in a foreign town, pretty much, you know, from another country at the mm-hmm. same time. It was wild. Yeah, that's that's awesome, and it sounds like uh, it's a good uh, workplace to be at, which is only going to make you like it more. Um, talking on the photography side, when did you first get into photography? Um, when did you first pick up a camera? Yeah, yeah. So back in high school, I did it kind of like for an easy a my um sophomore year is the first time i ever took photography one and i was like oh this is kind of cool junior year i took photo two then i took ap my senior year but at that point i was like i enjoy doing this it's fun but i don't know what i could do with it i was, yeah. I was like maybe i'll go for photojournalism maybe i'll maybe i'll just like do it on the side who knows and then i never really touched a camera when i first went to school um i went to school for criminal justice and just decided that I did not want to become an officer later. But mm-hmm. while I was in school, I was, uh, at one point, I took, you know, cracked the camera out and had fun. And I also took the class in at FGCU, just photo one and two again, just to get easy elective credits because I already knew everything I was doing, you know, and it was, it was kind of like secondhand to me. <clears throat> and then everyone like started commenting like, oh, wow, like, I like your shot. You know, what do you, like, how did you get into this kind of thing? And I was like, well, if I enjoy it and people like it, I might as well try to market it a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, you know how every college student starts, anyone that is in college that has ever become a photographer always starts doing graduation photos mm-hmm. um, just because then people need them and it's a way for you to develop your skills. And then I kind of just went from there, um, always was into documenting people, but more in like a natural way. And then I was, I love being outdoors. So like whenever I went fishing, I bring my camera and take photos of the sunset or like just try to get cool, unique shots of things and people but that will almost look like a cinematic kind of yeah. kind of feel almost, you know, almost like a super i always think like epic my photos might not always be epic but like at least sharp and crisp and like everything looks very detailed and the colors are always going to pop I, i'm not really a big black and white kind of guy so i think our eyes see color for a reason mm-hmm. um but that was that was the biggest thing that i kind of started going towards and then after i graduated college uh, actually, two years ago today, I graduated FG, from FGCU. It's pretty funny. It's the same day, but um, I packed up my truck and I drove around the country and just decided that this is kind of going to be the new direction for me. I was like, I want to be able to do what I love and take care of myself doing it. And I didn't want to become a police officer. I didn't want to have mm-hmm. to almost be a hypocrite because like, I like to have fun. I'm not going to be... The, the fucking fun police yeah. like it wasn't my it wasn't gonna be it wasn't gonna be my thing like i couldn't i couldn't put myself to it so i kind of just decided to, i started an llc when i moved up here to after that trip i moved to orlando started a company um started working a lot of events and portrait work and uh i wanted to get into music so i was doing a lot of music photography up here whenever there's a show but then after a while like it was going it's going well still but it, it started off very good but i never had a good business plan set up um and that was one of the biggest things that I kind of kicked myself for is because I didn't have like a marketing strategy or a way to try to book shoots. I was trying to do everything word of mouth yeah. and grassroots. And like eventually if, if you're not on top of it and you didn't, you don't save your money up or if you just come out, come back from a fucking 15,000 mile road trip, you don't really have money anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was, I started bartending and serving again. 
and um, I got to the point where I was still doing photography, and I was like, I need to get into the, I need to get back to it, and how am I going to do it? I'm just going to make it my full-time gig, and that's kind of what led me out of the freelance, like full-time freelance mm-hmm. uh, route, but I, I'm still still doing it on the side. Still a lot of fun, and that kind of is like my outlet where I can uh, just have fun projects too, instead of having to do the daily, the daily clean cut like marketable stuff. Yeah, which is still fun. It's still great because I get to travel and everyone. It's very, it's a very personal experience where I'm only filming Paul, and it's like just us. We, we're doing vlogs and stuff like that that are going to be coming out soon from Nashville, and just being able to get that creative side out too, just to be able to show the life of a person while they're. He, he owns four businesses as well. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I like, I like the D rock of, of him. If anyone knows who Gary V is, D rocks one of the, the videographers. I'm kind of like okay. trying to be like that guy. I'm trying to, I'm trying to catapult Paul to a more, I guess a, a wider market. So it's going to be a really fun challenge. And it's, it's, it's awesome too. Cause like I'm in the same boat with motocross. Like I'm, I'm doing a website on my own and stuff like that to try and like network and, you know, kind of, maybe get a career in the industry and it's it's kind of cool to use you know your photography you set up your own business stuff and that kind of led you into um you know more more and more work whether it's on your own or working for someone else and it's pretty cool to, to see it you know it translates for photography for motocross and i think it translates in a lot of other aspects of life as well yeah i think the the big takeaway that i found and you kind of just touched on it is that if you are committed to it and you really want to make it happen like there's nothing stopping you. Like when you were a kid and your parents said you could do whatever you want, like you actually can. Like it's, and when, once you sit down and you, and you realize that it's not the way that everyone said it was when you were in school or like, if you're not trying to fit in, it could, it could be a lot more fun and you could be more successful or you could just, you know, enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You might not, or go ahead. Sorry. You might not, no, I was say like, you might not be an attorney, but you're going to, you might like your job more than they do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to, uh, take it back to so sophomore year you took photography one i also took photography one my sophomore year i think a lot of people did like you said at first it, it is just an easy a um and what i kind of noticed was everyone kind of had their own i guess subjects they like shooting obviously for me i shot a lot of stuff on dirt bikes and uh where I, wherever i was going you know all over the state of florida to race i was shooting at all these different you know properties what was kind of your first uh main subject you like to shoot what was like your niche uh, I would say the first thing that I started doing were, I would use portraits a lot just because they're available and people were always around mm-hmm. and it's easy. But then I also would do, um, I would shoot a lot whenever I would go fishing because when the sun sets on the Gulf and you have that beach there, like, yeah, there's nothing like seeing a rod in the sand and, and the sun going down. And if you can frame it and make it technical, like that's, that's where I would kind of, kind of try to um shine was i would try to be as technical as i could with a very simple image like i'm I'm still not into big into photoshop or like creating something that wasn't there but i, <clears throat> I like being able to use the camera to its fullest ability mm-hmm. i guess and my subjects were always i mean they always were kind of changing but the most most of the times it'd be outdoors like i guess it'd be landscapes because there weren't people involved and i was outside but Sometimes it'd be a, a, like an architectural shot. It just really depended. Uh, so I don't, yeah. Go ahead. I would say, like I said in the beginning, I don't really like to have a certain style mm-hmm. as well. I've found that now. Um, that now it's like, okay, what's the what's the goal? 
I'm going to go shoot that the way that I shoot it, and it's going to come out looking same, the same to other shots. Okay. And then, so you mentioned you went on this uh, road trip after you graduated. Where did you go, and yep. what was what were some of the things you got to shoot, and what were some of the coolest things you got to see? Oh, man. Well, I left from Orlando and drove up to Wisconsin. So I, I hit, uh, I think, a total of 18 or 22 states, somewhere in that range. And I went through the Carolinas to Nashville. I stayed in Nashville for a couple of days, went to Wisconsin. Um, those were all kind of quick because I was trying to get out to like the Northwest as fast as possible. And then when I got out to South Dakota, which is surprisingly amazing, South Dakota is really mm -hmm. pretty. And there's the Badlands National Park, which was super cool. I've never seen a uh, bison before, and they're like six foot tall in the middle of their back. Yeah. <laughs> so the, that was kind of surprising and then after i uh i got to seattle hung out there for a little bit and then I, actually the first time that i ever was exposed to being able to do the camera thing full time and i think might have swayed my opinion was um i had a i had a family friend that worked with the world poker tour and they were doing a a tournament out in atlantic city while i was on my road trip so i i flew from seattle to jersey for six days to, to make like 100 bucks a day to be a pa with them and then i flew back to seattle got in my truck and then drove down the coast but when i did that i was like oh there's another route to this like mm -hmm. people they, there's a need for someone that knows how to use a camera like you don't have to um kind of be that like starving artist that everyone has that image of but then i went back to being the starving artist that everyone had the image of because i got back in my truck yeah <laughs> so and then after and then after i left that the northwest oregon is probably one of the I'd say Oregon is the most beautiful state I went to just because it was, it was summertime mm -hmm. beginning of fall and like all the snow was melted and there's mountains and the, on the, on the water, there's mountains. Like I've never seen that before. Yeah. It was crazy. Oregon was nice. And then the coolest and most epic spot was Utah for sure. If anyone has the chance to go out to Utah, um, your mind will be blown by the scale of all the rock formations and like the delicate arch that you see on national geographic all the time. Like I took photos of that when I was there and it was like during sunset as well, you know, like <laughs> same kind of thing I've, I was saying before was uh, Utah was probably the most epic spot and they had really good beer out there, but their liquor laws are kind of whack. Like you can only have beers that are under 4%, I think. Oh, that's no fun. No, it's not fun, but <laughs> it's not fun at all. But then the, during the traveling, I just met a ton of people, and that was crazy. Just, you know, some stories I have, like, there was a – when I went to Nevada, when I, after I left Yosemite National Park in uh, California, I drove to Nevada, and I found a campsite on this website called freecampsites.net. And um, it was a campsite that was in the middle of the desert that had a natural hot spring in it. And, like, I had to go – out of cell signal, but you use your GPS coordinates and your mm -hmm. phone can still track it when it doesn't have signal. If you put it in when you had signal. So I used that, um, drove in and I, when I pulled into this campsite, well, sure. Shit. There was a hot spring in the ground in the middle of nowhere, but it was like an actual pool. Like people developed it. It wasn't just a hole. And then there was like seven or eight RVs there that all had dirt bikes by them. Oh, sounds like my kind of people. They, they were no, like that's the funny thing. They were your kind of people, and they had um, they go out there every year for this one weekend or, or one week, and they all just ride around the desert, drink beer, and hang out. And like they call they call it their annual ride. So it's all these people that are having fun out in the mountains. And I was like, chilled with them for a while. Um, took my truck out. I buried it in the dunes <laughs> because they all took out the razors. 
and like I was just trying to take the Tacoma out and I didn't deflate my tires or anything. I just went and they were, I mean, everyone out there was a lot of fun. They, uh, you know, just took care of me, fed me and just, we all shared good stories. And then I was, one day I woke up and I was like, yeah, it's time for me to go and packed up my truck and just left. That's awesome, man. You get to like do what you love, you know, taking pictures and stuff. And then at the same time, you get to see the whole country because if you really think about it, man, I feel like a lot of people don't really get out of their general area that much. So not a lot of people get yeah. to go see Utah and Oregon and Nevada and stuff like that. Yeah, and that was the best time that I could have done it was right when I graduated because I had no commitment. So it's like this is the only time if I get a job, there's no way. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like people, <clears throat> people take a gap year before they go to grad school. I took a gap five months. Yeah. yeah. You got to you know do it now while you can, like you said, you know, because sooner mm-hmm. or later you're going to have responsibilities and not going to be able to do it. Yeah, or like you know, have a, have like a family coming soon and all that. Like, I I would never if I never did this trip, I would I don't think that I would be, I definitely wouldn't think the way I think now. I wouldn't have because <clears throat> having that amount of time by yourself, like you figure out a lot on what you want to do, and like where like what's actually possible within your limits and like where you can reach to, mm-hmm. and it's just because you don't have your phone, you don't have cell signal you, you know you don't you can't watch youtube videos to kill time like it's you the woods and a book yep. or a piece of paper for you to write and <clears throat> it was uh you know people always kind of kind of joked with me saying like oh yeah you find yourself yet whenever i was traveling and I, when i came back i was like mm, i don't think that's ever a real thing no one <laughs> there's never a time you actually find yourself that's just corny but <clears throat> there was i found out a lot about myself like mm-hmm. i found out just a lot about myself and how things worked it was crazy yeah, like you said, always learning. Way more. Always learning. Way more than I learned in school. Oh, dude. I tell people this all the time. Like, I don't, I can't tell you how, like, really much I learned, like, in, like, my actual classes. Like, I learned more from, like, nah. my friends and socializing and talking to people like you, you know? I learned way more, like, like, like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's, <clears throat> I mean, don't knock it because there's other things that I learned that weren't taught in school that mm-hmm. I only could have learned in school. Yeah, exactly. Just like multitasking and trying to be able to be professional, like both in Greek life. So, you know, you have to carry yourself a certain way, but at the same time you can still party. Yeah, I learned how to do my homework at keys bar, you know, like uh, that's a skill. Yeah, you're, you kept their lights on there. You, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're there eight days a week, man. Dude. So me and me and Norman were having this conversation the other day. Like how many, how many days have I, how many times I've been to Keys Bar and how much money have I spent there? And I, I was getting sick to my stomach when I started doing the numbers. Yeah, it's unreal because if you started when you were young too, it's like mm-hmm. by the time you were a senior ready to graduate, they knew you, knew you. Oh yeah. And you're just, it's like oh, it's a Tuesday at two. They opened up. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Um, one thing I talked about, I think these are probably one of my favorite like sets of photos from you. And I think this is like when I really started looking at your your stuff was uh, those nest vests with Ray Shremmerd and Waka Flocka. Uh, and I, I've seen Ooh. you've done some other you know good concert. It seems like you <clears throat> shoot a lot of concerts and stuff. What's that like? What's it like shooting that energy and um, shooting these you know recording artists and stuff? Yeah, so that was <clears throat> that was the first show I ever did that Ray Shremmerd and Waka show at Nest Fest. So I got super lucky getting that gig just because there was i think half of the programming board was in my fraternity mm-hmm. so i was like hey let me shoot it like I'll, I'll give you everything just say i did it don't pay me a penny i just want to go shoot like that's what you have to do when you're starting and everyone knows that but um i had the opportunity to go shoot it i'm looking at these photos now and they're actually still pretty sick <laughs> like, yeah i'm looking at them too. <laughs> you, 
these photos of Waka are real cool. But I had <clears throat> when I got there and I I got it was I was super anxious to start because I was like these are big name people yeah. like I don't my stuff's gonna be on the on the FGCU page it probably won't go past that so I didn't have that in mind I was just like look I need to execute this like the, to the best of my ability like how am I gonna do it I've never shot a concert let's figure it out like use you know use the skills that you've learned <clears throat> and um, once they started I think Race Trainer opened. I don't remember whoever I think it was no it was Waka <clears throat> Waka came out first and he's wild because he has the dreads and he was um running all around stage and you're trying to figure out when's the best time to take a photo because yeah it's digital but you also don't want to be going through 3,000 yeah. shots because that's just a pain, pain in the ass you never would get everything edited so you know I got to the point where I was like okay now I know that what hand their microphone's in. Like, is it going to cover their face depending on what side they're turning on? That's the first thing I figured out because I remember Brad Young, who is a phenomenal photographer. If you guys ever want to see someone in Fort Myers, it's killing it. Brad Young is amazing. His Instagram is Brad Young Photo, but he taught me um, just check their mic hand and make sure you're not cutting their face off. So I was like, cool, objective one, done. And then you start to figure out that if someone's running full speed, it's not the best time to shoot a photo because the way your exposure is set up that they're going to be blurry. Like you have to catch them at the end or if they're putting the microphone out, like when they have it out as far as they can to the audience, like maximize the window that you can get a good photo instead of just ripping them off. Um, that was big. And then at the end of it, it was just like, okay, let's turn these around and let's get them out. Cause this just happened. Like, how am I going to edit it? I'm going to pick <clears throat> one every 10 to 20 photos and be like, okay, this is how I want these this section of look and I'm gonna go to another section and get a kind of new style and then tweak it if you need to but just try to speed up the process really that was that show was I actually learned I think I was I learned the most there mm-hmm. either there or whenever I've shot like an event just because you're trying to learn how to like best way to use your flash again or anything else like at that concert you couldn't use flash photography so you had to just rely on the show lights and then that made me want to only use natural like yeah. whatever's available more for more for the challenge like if if you see my other show photos they're way darker but the <clears throat> the image is much more powerful because it's so contrasty and i have i'm using the lights however i can to like expose expose anyone that's in the photo i think in the top of my feed right now there's one of this guy named drex carter here in orlando let's see the black there's the black and white one which is solid and then a little bit farther down, you see like neon ones and all these top lights, they're just shining behind them. And it's, it's the only thing lighting them up. And that's the kind of stuff I learned too at, at, that, at that show in uh, Fort Myers was just use everything in your advantage. That's yeah. there. Like it's a capturing of light. It's not, you're not making a movie. So you have one fraction. Yeah, that's awesome. What, who's like one artist, like, I guess your dream shot, who, who is one artist you'd, you'd love to go, you know, uh, take pictures of at a show? Well, it was Mac Miller. I wish, mm-hmm. I wish I could have got that because he's probably my favorite musician of all time. He, if you listen to swimming, it's probably, I think the best album ever made Yeah, and he kills it. So oh, he, he's still number one. Number two would probably be, I don't know. I'm it'd probably be someone I'm listening to a lot. And I, right now I listen to the baby a lot. Cause he's just hard. Like mm-hmm. he has good music and, and it's fun. So I feel like he'd have a good show. And then I probably, I probably want to shoot a, 
someone dope like Ace. I want to shoot ASAP Rocky. I think I think he'd have yeah. a cool show. Him or him or Travis Scott, like someone that would have really cool visuals, like someone that I could almost mm-hmm. make a movie with with each photo. That'd be I think it'd be my top at least top three. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like I might be wrong here, but someone with like high energy, like obviously with Walker, you in those pictures, man, you capture that en- energy. I think that's always yeah. something cool to look at. Like you can tell, like he was going hard in just from the pictures. Yeah. You see really the dreads cool. all twisted up around his head, like stuff like that. Yeah, I think high energy for for a performance is it also makes your job way easier. Mm-hmm. Like, if the person that you're that you're shooting isn't into it, then it, your photos are just going to look bad. Like, if you're taking portraits and the person looks stiff, like it's going to translate onto the screen that, or that, onto the print. That uh, it definitely makes sense. Um, moving on from from that, I see on Instagram, uh, you're half of Vice's Visual Studios. What what is that? Uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, Vice's Visual Studios is a little collab that me and my buddy Hunter made. He's up here in Orlando. Um, he is super, super talented with graphics. He's like a he makes he's starting to make video games and everything, and he does all my motion graphics for my videos. Mm-hmm. So whenever we get the, the chance to shoot like a music video, or when I used to work with an artist here in Orlando named Jay, um, Jay Bonadio, he's at the Unsigned Artist. He's super dope. He's known for his shattered glass artwork that's done with like silk screens. Um, whenever I do something with him now, if I need a motion graphic done, Hunter's my guy. And then we just kind of brand it as a vices project. Um, just okay. because we've, we've done so much together. And then hopefully we're looking to, once he starts getting his, like his life together a little bit, cause he's, he went through some stuff in college that he's kind of trying to bounce back from. Um, once he gets it together, I think we're going to start moving into a more full-time production, just being able I want to do like a documentary with him or something because he's a, a totally opposite thinker from me. Like mm-hmm. whenever we're working together, it's good because we, we have the same idea, but a different way to do it, like a different way to execute it. So we're not always the most productive, but we find the best possible solution for, you know, whatever shot edit or just even like setting up a set. Like when we set up our lights, it's always like, Hey man, I know you're a little bit better than this. Than I am like, help me out. And then he does it. I do a little bit of a tweak and get a little bit more like detailed and you know, it's, it's a good, it's a little good one, two punch we got going. Yeah, man. It's awesome. How, how hard was it for you? Like when you first started doing the video stuff, is it, do you have like, have that like photography mindset when you're doing pictures and then video, it's totally different or was it hard to like kind of transition into that or talk, talk me through Uh, that, I guess. Yeah. The, well, video is, I, I honestly think video is nothing like photography with the tech like the technical mm-hmm. stuff with using the camera like i didn't even understand how frame rates or anything worked when i first started i was like oh it's recording cool but then yeah. once you start to understand like the actual settings of how it how you're gonna make it look cinematic and like this is how it's gonna be properly slowed down like percentage wise that all was like a, was, for me was a huge learning curve because i had such a hard like rooting in photography whereas it's i've never even thought to look it up i was like yeah i, I think i don't know what i'm doing wrong but i was, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Once I found that out, um, all the framing and like, you know, making things look good is that's easy. The coloring's all the same for like, you know, rule of third still applies. And, um, you have to think a little bit, you have to think way more ahead actually. And I think videography, because when you're planning to shoot and you're, you're planning to execute something, it is a lot more efficient to plan it out ahead. Like you can't just run and gun it. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I just, not I, at all. I just figured so like I obviously I relate everything back to dirt bikes, but 
you know, when I have to ride two like different types of bikes, like I find myself like picking up, like doing things I would normally do on one bike with the other one, just cause it's like, um, like a habit, you know? So I figured that would yeah. be kind of hard to break for you if you're, you know, so used to taking, you know, just photographs and then now you're doing video. I, I, I feel like I, at least for me, I would, you know, start doing stuff like, Oh crap, I'm doing a video. I need to do some, I do this a little bit differently. Yeah. And that's, well, that's one thing too, is like, cause I, I will be switching from photo to video a lot. So mm-hmm. there, I, I find myself actually thinking more on the video side now because I've, I'm, I'm doing it so often. I mean, everything now is so driven towards video content and yeah, you know, photography is still looked at and respected, but people that are paying for a, like a service usually are looking for a video. So I, I really, I was really trying to push that for the past couple of years. And then the photography, like, you know, it's still there. I still know how to do it, but I, I think way more about videography because it's not like native to me. Yeah. And then, um, so when I'm starting to take photos, I'm like, I'm trying to think about like I'm, the way I'm looking at my settings. I'm thinking it's video, but it's, it's just not. And then it's, it sometimes will mess up some photos, you know, like I won't focus it right because I'm, I think I'm trying to pull it, but I'm still taking a still, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That makes definitely makes sense. Um, so let's, all right, let's like fast forward, say this 20 years where where do you want your photography or your videography i guess your creativeness to take you like what would be like your dream scenario like dream career dream job doing um yeah with this oof if i was i'll do one for each side because okay. i i see two different paths going with it really mm-hmm. um for video i i really like being a doc, like a documentarian like being able to shoot what's there and get all the details out of it like I just like I'm not like really crazy with Photoshop for photography for video I'm not really crazy in like into wild edits like if I like when I do music videos it's usually like a story driven thing and I I like the storytelling aspect of doing videography so I'd want to be like a freelance uh, documentary guy mm-hmm. kind of like the guy that made the Bob Lazar movie on Netflix like I, something like that but probably cooler. Um, <laughs> Because Area 51 is definitely real, and he just made everyone else freak out. Yeah, I, I've, been, <laughs> I've been seeing that on my Netflix feed. I've been meaning to watch it. Uh, I have to check that out. It's cool. It was just, it was just things that like, they're bringing a lot of things to light in the movie that were no one really knew about. But I listened to actually Joe Rogan had a podcast on it, so I listened to that and then watched the the video after or the movie after. So it's kind of repetitive for me, but the video was still well done. Um, yeah, I think I want to do that, or I want to just do strictly um, capturing things for like events, like weddings, and then if I, if I want another freelance route, I'd do that, weddings, and then like probably music videos, because those are always fun, and I, mm-hmm. I'm a big music fan. So, video side would be that, and if I was doing photography, I would 100% do, uh, just try to travel the whole time and yeah. sell prints, like, that. that's my goal, that's that's how I see myself as if I was ever going to be a considered a, an actual artist in this, in this kind of category, I would want to just travel, sell print, like write and, and, and love what I did. And people would enjoy my work enough to where it would, it would fund my life because they bought it. Or like if I was able to shoot with brands, like there's a lot of photographers now since social media is so big. They're like, they're almost influencers, but they're shooting the gear that's on their trucks. Yeah. And like, they're shooting the outdoor camping equipment and like I'd, I'm really interested in that, but it's not something that I want to go pursue right now. I'd rather do the, the print stuff and see mm-hmm. where I, that can take me first. 
And you are selling prints right now, so where where can people find those? Yeah, uh, I do have a print shop um, online. It's darkroom.com forward slash bearded lens. The link is also in my bio on my Instagram at bearded lens. And then I have a print, I have a printer in home too. So I do in, in-house uh, prints for anything you want that's not online um, or like personal portraits. I have a, I can print to 13 by 19. So a full size, um, more than enough to take up your wall. And I also do that just for people that are like local and they don't want to be pay- like paying shipping and all that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And what do you have in the works? Any big projects coming up uh, that you can tell us about? Yeah. The biggest thing that I have coming up is going to be in, uh, I've been working on a book off and on for like o- almost a half a year now. And then I finally am buckling down and working on it every day. And it's going to be coming out in 2020, probably in March. I want to have it done by, you know, by the end of the year. And then in March, have it released after I get everything like finalized mm-hmm. and promote it and get pre-sale done with because I'm going to try to do pre-sale links for that. Um, and yeah, that's the biggest thing for me. That's, that's kind of like my big project for me to be able to express myself since I am now um, not no longer freelancing. So it's going to be the book. It's going to be a collection of photographs that I've taken, old and new, all my best stuff with um, kind of like not inspirational things, but just a spoken word statement from me that you know, if I was sitting with you at a bar, I would say some mm-hmm. stupid shit, but it might be like super impactful or it might be funny, but everything, it's more so just so it's not all photography. It's going to give it some depth. You know, it's, it's more focused on the work though, on the images. And then the, the writing's going to just kind of accompany it on the side. Oh man, that, that sounds awesome. And where can, where can people like follow along? Um, and I guess keep updated for when you stu- or when you do start, you know, finalizing it all and getting it ready for sale. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'll be posting updates on my social media every once in a while, but I'm trying to keep it more on, under wraps. So mm-hmm. I have started, you can either follow me on Instagram if you want to do that, or you can um, email me. My email is photo at gmail.com. And I will add you to my mailing list. Um, I'm going to start a newsletter just with like, with every two weeks, I'm going to send out either something on the book or uh, a blog about a shoot I've done recently to kind of like help break down and give people tips on how to become a better photographer. Um, and kind of like my mentality of how I do a shoot just so <clears throat> it just provides people like another depth of content for me. So I think that with all the, all the time I have put in with, with doing this, I have a lot to teach people and also a lot to learn from kind of writing these things out and where I could improve my own work. So kind of keep myself accountable, but yeah, email me at photo at gmail.com or just shoot me a message on Instagram at beardlens and then, uh, keep you updated with the book. Awesome, man. I, I'm re- I'm looking forward to that. That sounds really awesome. And I really appreciate your time uh, for this podcast, Jake. And uh, before I let you go, I want to put you on the spot. A little thing I'm doing with Spotlight Florida is I'll have the interviewee pick the outro song. So what do you want to hear on the way out for this? Oh, all right. Um, we got to toss on a local Orlando guy's work. His, I told you about him before. I, I've done a lot of photos for him. His name's Drex Carter. And put on Stunned. It is uh, it's a, it's a song that we shot, me and, me and Hunter for uh, Vices, we shot the music video for it. And the last time I checked, I think it was at like 67,000 plays on YouTube, the video. All right. So, yeah, that's kind of like... Yeah, just put on Stunned, local Orlando kid. We shot the video for it. It's cool. Um, expose you guys to something small. 
Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. And like I said, I, I appreciate your time and you enjoy the rest of your night. Appreciate you, man. See ya. Later. Yeah. Yeah, losing sleep, wake up and don't know what the time of day is Overthink like how I'm losing thoughts I came away with I've been a king but think I'm starting to see the fall of Cambridge Got nothing left to write cause lately I've been isolated Like how I'm supposed to manage balancing a thousand things Thought I'd be happy sitting on a hundred thousand streams Cause that was all I wanted back when I was 17 But now my birthday just remind me why I hate to sing And why they always want a reason just to party more And why the envelope the last thing that they're pushing forward I felt the envy as she caught me walking out Door. My glass is empty if there's still another half to pour. Congratulations for the stupidest accomplishments. Like how they getting praised for just using their common sense. And Leonardo living in my head, he picked the flow. And you can take your pick, Da Vinci or DiCaprio. No 45, just 47 on my hip. I put a million in their pocket, for a thousand on my wrist. The way they look at me and talking like I'm just another kid. But they just 30 with some kids and never monetize for shit. I think my mom finally convinced. I hope my brother doing well. I used to pray for him to talk again. He prayed for me himself. I think I'm nameless with the chest. They think I'm just an average Joe, but they just brainless when they test and need to add or all I sold. I gave a fuck about philosophy. Said ain't nobody stopping me till they claim I'm a prodigy. Brother told me I gotta be sold to soul for a lot of things. Couldn't wait for the lottery on my own. Pull a lot of strings. Put my name where your father's be in my smoking. Yeah, possibly I forgot like apostrophe. Taught that shit like a to me. Ask your bitch what a pasta be. If you ever feel a shook, I got a split with a lot of weed. I put Frank up on the hook. My future ever look out to me. Yeah, and I don't wanna get my hopes up. But lately all these people talking like they know us, yeah, yeah And I don't wanna get my hopes up So I'ma keep on writing till I get the flow stuff And I don't know why I'm feeling this way Think I'm losing all control, so I live for the day Lately I've been on the road and it's numbing the pain She just listen to the flow, she don't care what I say, yeah, yeah And I don't wanna get my hopes up But lately all these people talking like they know us, yeah, yeah And I don't wanna get my hopes up So I'ma keep on writing till I get the flow stuff and I don't know why I'm feeling this way Think I'm losing all control, so I live for the day Lately I've been on the roll and it's numb with the pain She just listen to the flaws, she don't care what I say She don't care what I say